0: Give it to me I'm
1: worth them, huh? you See me Welcome back to Jesse's Girls. I'm your host, Jesse Chambliss. I might sound a little bit different today because I have a guest that I'm recording with in person. So I booked a space. Okay, so it's a different mic, it's a different space. And you know, if you if you hear a little crackle pop. I don't have any little elves in here making cereal, I promise. It's just that I'm not used to things that cost real money, okay? My guest today, (laughs) we're like looking at each other. This is so fun. My guest today, Michael Montana. Um, We are friends in real life. It started out as an internet friendship, but we both live in Dallas he technically lives in the suburbs. I've already bullied him for it. Yes. Don't worry about it. But Michael is here to talk about something that he knows so much more about than I do. So much. And so to have an expert here is really an honor. Michael, how are you?
0: I'm so good. I'm literally so happy to be here. I feel like I should have been on like two seasons ago. <laughs> so it's giving me like the energy of, um, you know, when Hollywood stars get their just dues like 30 years after they yeah. came, in, like, came to the career. I feel like that's what I'm getting today. So okay. I really appreciate you.
1: Yeah. What I'm going to glean from that is that you think that I'm a star and that I jumpstart the careers of others. That's what I'm going to take from that statement.
0: You are literally my diddy, my Disney channel. You're, like, you're a career jumpstarter.
1: I am every abuser in the industry.
0: Oops. Oh my God.
1: Um, but you know what? I'm going to let you have your little Jennifer Coolidge moment, okay? Thank you. <laughs> A hot dog. Uh, <laughs> We'll work on. Yeah, it's not. It's I not great. It.
0: She's so hard to get. Yeah. Oh, makes me want a hot dog real bad. Okay, it's, I see what you do with your mouth. You, you have know to what mean? Of, like,
1: it's not, I mean? So that weird. wasn't good. But I'm just saying. Like, that you was to,
0: makes me want a hot dog real bad. You have to like, yeah,
1: yeah. Um. Anyway, we're here to talk about Fifth Harmony. So the uh, episode that I will have released by the time that this gets released is the kind of overall aerial view of their career, their formation, um, and kind of leading up to their demise. So uh, I didn't get into all the nitty-gritty because, you know, I have the, uh, like I said to you, I have the E version. I yeah. want the TMZ version okay. from you. So, you know, really just to, to, before we get right into it, tell me about... Your relationship, quickly, your relationship to pop culture, your content creator, um, and then specifically Fifth Harmony.
0: Yes. So I am in the pop culture space much to much to Jesse. Um, I do YouTube videos. I do TikTok. um, I do Instagram. And I'm like just living and vibing. I'm also like by, you know, professional journalist. I've been published USA Today, you know, I currently work for a gay publication called Gay Magazine. um, And... Oh my goodness, my relationship with Fifth Harmony. Let me tell you, Fifth Harmony for me was like, whenever I timestamp a time in my life, their songs, their music, what they represented, like I will never, I will always look back with fondness with them because of that. And I, this is the last group that I actually stand because I don't feel like I'm a stand, stand anymore. Like I'm not like following your every, every person's every move anymore. Like I used to because I'm so busy. But Fifth Harmony, like notifications were turned on. I knew every little thing. I had a fan account. I uh went to fan meetups. I was on, you know, I followed parents, I followed brothers, I followed sisters, I was doing way too much on Fifth Harmony. But I just I was I was obsessed.
1: Okay. So you're 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 gonna really bring in the knowledge and the tea. Yes, I am. Okay. Wow. So you know, my relationship to Fifth Harmony is I was very casual about them. You know, I didn't really know the full chaos until a little bit after everything had transpired. So, but but I knew that something was off a little bit with the dynamic. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't watch The X Factor. Yeah. Um, I just had seen clips. Um, mostly because that, that was like a dark time in Britney's life. and uh I hate watching
0: the clips back. It's hard.
1: It's sure. hard. So... I, and also I'm not I wasn't huge on those shows. I've watched a few seasons of American Idol, but like the the talent shows they just never really got me to to stick yeah. with them. And so my relationship to Fifth Harmony was really just them putting out music. Yeah. Um I saw them at the Jingle Ball here in Dallas many moons ago.
0: I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. what you that was. Yeah.
1: And uh it's funny because I was sitting there waiting for Backstreet Boys. That was why I went. So, you know, I, you know, it was like Megan Trainer and like Charlie Puth. And I was also excited about Alessia Cara. So I, I remember like standing up and I was like the only person in my whole section, like standing up and uh, getting into it. What was her taste? But no taste. She had bops. Um, and I was really, really waiting for Backstreet Boys. So what happened was there are these like 10 year old girls in the row in front of me. And they're just screaming for Fifth Harmony, and I remember being—I it made me feel really old. It was just kind of like, oh my gosh, like this is me, like a ten-year-old watching like someone do something like way too sexual for me to be seeing. Not, and, and that's not Fifth Harmony's fault, and I'm not saying yeah. I'm not making any commentary about that. But yeah. it just—I—I I recognized that <laughs> in front of me, like, oh my gosh, this was me, like watching Britney or watching any yeah. of these other people, yeah. and. But, you know, whatever. Um, I promise there's no commentary on that. It was mostly just a moment of of, uh, realization and reflection. Yeah. So I was like, that was cute. That was fun. Like Fifth Harmony was like, okay, that was like entertaining, right? You know, like I, I, but the moment that Backstreet Boys came on, it was like me and then all of their parents that (gasps) stood up and freaked out. And the little girls like sat down and they were just like texting on their phones.
0: Okay, now baby. And I was like, oh my God.
1: This is the separation moment for me. I'm old. I'm, I'm washed up. I think I was in my mid-20s. I think it was like 2016. Oh my God. I was probably like 25. Has so been. It was just funny. Anyway, I make videos about Fifth Harmony because there's a lot to LOL about. A lot. But I don't hate them, and I never have. And there are some songs that stay on rotation for me, which we can get into, honey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yep. you know, for you, Michael, what was... Was there a turning point aside from the very obvious like Camila leaves? Right, yes. was there a turning point where it was like this is not going to last? Girl groups have a certain, often not always, they have a certain formula, right? Formation via whatever medium, meteoric rise of yeah. uh, you know to success for many of them, and then there's a moment that happens often a group member leaving and yeah. then they you know might release one more album and then they're done right we see that so many times so many times Spice so, yes. Girls yes same thing yeah uh Dandy Kane
0: Dandy Kane Little Mix Little Mix like
1: we we see it so much so what was what was there aside from the very obvious Camila like I said what was what was the moment where the fans the harmonizers knew that it was done for
0: so as a harmonizer I think we definitely knew that it was done for or something was off um When there was like all these like alleged leaks of things that were leaking about, you know, Camila coming out with a song with like a certain star or certain people or her trying to position herself outside of the group. And I'm going to be honest with you, like there was always a split in the fandom anyway, because I as much as I love all five of these women, it was literally Camila's fans Mm -hmm. and Fifth Harmony's fans or the people that like really enjoyed Fifth Harmony like all together. But Camila's fan base was very large, very large. And so, I mean, the leaks were allegedly saying that she was, you know, planning to exit whatever, whatever that happened. But then when her collaboration with um, Sean Mendes, I know she did last summer when that came out. The turning point for me where I knew something was weird was, oh, um, when they talked about it on the red carpet and all the girls hadn't heard the song oh. yet. The only person that had heard the song was Dinah. And, you know, as harmonizers know, Dinah and Camila, like, Dinah, has the, Dinah had this, like, just allegiance to Camila all the way until the end. Like, and, like yeah. she wrote for her so hard. I think they were very, very close. And, you know, I remember it being like, oh, we haven't heard it. And Dinah was like, oh, I heard it. And, yeah, and then Camila, I think she was something so effective, like, oh, like, yeah, like, you know, she, she asked to hear it. And I just remember looking like, yeah. oh, hell, like, this is like, there's tension here. And you know, you can see, you can see it in everybody's faces, and the reality of it is like these women, all these girls in Fifth Harmony, they're very emotional and they're, they they emote and they're emotive. So, I just knew, like I knew something was off by their facial expressions during that situation.
1: So, this was was this during the seven twenty seven era?
0: So this was right before seven twenty seven. This happened. This happened, really. like in twenty fifteen, and it was insane because you know. She was putting out a solo song and they were still in the midst of, you know, promoting, you know, an album. That the album came out earlier in that year. And I think they had just released um a single for Hotel Transylvania. So like it was kind of weird.
1: Yeah, the Hotel Transylvania no, monster mean, single. Yeah, 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 they, yeah,
0: they released that. Halloween Classic.
1: Yeah, Halloween Classic. Woo.
0: <laughs>
1: Watch out, Christina Aguilera. Someone else is vying for Halloween. <sighs>
0: and they're gonna take it watch watch <laughs>
1: okay so that happens what were there were there any indicators during the 727 era um like walk me through because i i you know i've watched hours of compilations yeah. of their moments where they are not getting along they're fighting on stage yeah. I mean, there's the classic, they're all in the bathroom except for Camila getting ready and they're, like, singing Here We Go Again by yeah. Danny Lovato. And then Camila comes in and starts screaming. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, put your personal feelings about Camila aside. Yeah. Like, she has she has star power. Oh, a star. Um, she does sound like Tommy Pickles to me, but <sighs> we...
0: Her voice is an acquired taste. She,
1: it, she sounds like a rug rat. Like, I don't mind it, but yeah. she does sound like a rug rat. I love, I, you know, and yeah. and I love... I love a, a, a goofy, like, name change. Like, I love calling yes. her Camila Crayola. Um,
0: um, I remember her nickname for, like, the Fifth Harmony friends was Canola Oil. I don't know where yeah. they got that from, but <laughs> that was the nickname.
1: Camila Portobello. Like, I yes. Oh there, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so what happens during this era?
0: So, you know, we were all worried going into the second album, 727. Archa- yeah, second album. And we were like, okay, this is going to be their last album as a group. Like, I feel like a lot of us went in knowing that. We knew that was going to be their last album as a group because it just it was giving, like, okay, Camila was a star. And I felt like Camila kind of started to hang out aside from them. She's hanging out with Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez. You know, she was hanging out with other celebrities outside of um, Fifth Harmony. She stopped posting, like, Fifth Harmony pictures, group pictures with them, and would only post pictures of herself. Perfect indicator of separating yourself from your group. And I remember there was a picture posted of four girl, the four girls in the studio without Camila. And it was very controversial in the fan base because everybody was like, Where's Camila? Why is she not in this picture? Like, everybody's like, Where's Camila? Where is she? And everybody was, in, and I think she had to respond and be like, Oh, like I was doing blah, blah, blah this day. Or like a lot of times, you know, what would end up happening over the course of that time period is it would be the four girls doing things together and then Camila would be off somewhere else. Um, so it was just a natural progression and we just knew. We knew.
1: Okay. So then we get to the uh, departure. Yeah. Right? This was handled in such a weird way to me. The weirdest. So, um, if, you know, if you're a casual listener and you don't really know exactly what happened, Michael, talk with us about, you know, what the public saw and then how Fifth Harmony and Camila reacted separately
0: so what the public i think sees a lot of even now in in viral videos is like you know they hated her they bullied her they were so mean to her the whole time mind you i can't speak on every experience because i wasn't there i didn't live it but um camila and lauren had a very closeness over the years because they both were from the same town city um Dinah and camila were super close um over time, Normani's relationship with Camila, like with like if we didn't know. And then Allie and Camila, I feel like never were really like that close. And like, mm-hmm. that's okay, that's fine. Um, but I, so each, so I never forget, it was, it was a day in December. <laughs> and, you know, because 727 was, you know, a really, you know, it was a really big era for a girl group. Like, that was the first time in a long time that a girl group, I feel like, had such visible presence and they were getting bigger venues and they were going on tour world I mean, worldwide, everywhere. I
1: mean, like, work, work from home was huge. huge. It was number four. Yeah, on the charts, and that was their biggest hit.
0: Yeah, yeah. And still. so, really, it was the worst time to like stop the group. Yeah. So you know, it was the day in December. I had the notifications on, and I get I get the message. You know, Camila is departing. You know, I don't know verbatim what it said, but I just remember like my heart sinking because. I was hoping that she would stay on for one more era and they could all depart because I knew that that next era would, could position everybody better for a solo career. I I, I feel like if she would have stayed one more era, they could have done, they would have had at least yeah. three more top 10 hits, whatever, whatever. So then there was like this weird back and forth with statements from Camila and um, Fifth Harmony and then Camila and Fifth Harmony, it was like they were disputing each other's things and what was being said. And it was just so awkward.
1: Yeah. And I never feel like we got resolve.
0: No, we didn't, and I don't think we will until like twenty years from now.
1: There was no actual. I, I don't know. I feel like people people are still wondering what happened. I mean, th- the same thing happened with Jerry and Spice Girls. Yes. So you know, I, I mean, I think that's just the trope, right? Yeah. That's that's what happens in these scenarios. So we start off with her leaving, we have this sort of like mystery surrounding it. Yeah. But then Fifth Harmony makes quite the statement during a performance. Yes. So walk us through that. So
0: I will never forget. It It was the 2017 BMA 20. Yes. 2017 BMAs. And I was really excited to see Fifth Harmony perform because if you ask me, they probably could have performed two years before that. They'd already done the red carpet uh, performance, the pre-show. They had already had a big hit with worth it. So I was like, Oh, and then, like, work from home. Like, they should have gotten a performance way before that. Yeah. And, you know, I see the five (laughs) silhouettes on stage at first, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is their way of, like, announcing that Camila's coming back or, like, Camila is, like, this is, like, going to bridge the gap. Like, this is going to, like, let it be known that, you know what? Like, we're good. And then the person, you know, falls back. And I remember, like, being gagged like times ten thousand. because i feel like the vmas are for stunts yeah and i and for me i i as a as a person that wanted fit harm i wanted fit harmony's legacy to go down i said boom there it is there's a moment that we will reference for forever yeah. we will never ever forget that moment and if you ask me that's probably the last one of the last iconic things that I've seen from the VMAs in the last couple of years. Absolutely, that has never been done. No girl group has ever done a thing like that. Yeah, where they throw a member off the stage or jump back or whatever. There's been disputes over it, and I saw that, and again, I was gagged, and I'm messy, so I was like, "Yes, honey, like that's like I was like press period because the album had just come out, and as a fan, I wanted, I wanted at least, I wanted Harmony to have at least one more hit. You know, I wanted them to have like a few more hits because I'm just like that when I'm, when I'm yeah. saying you, I want your legacy to be popping. And I thought it was great.
1: Yeah. So how did the fan base react when that happened? I'm sure it was split.
0: So uh, Camila's fans were obviously all pissed. Of course. Um, And they were like, oh my God, those bullies. Were so they're so mean. They threw her off the stage. They're the worst. She's like, Kimberly, they did that. Like, yeah. oh my God. Fifth Harmony's fans. Because the reality of it is, like, the people that stayed back, like, began to grow, like, this toxic anger and hatred towards Camila that I was like, y'all need to give it a rest and chill. Like, this girl had not been in the group for over a year. Like, I'm over, like, I'm over, like, just this toxic, because it's giving jealousy. It's giving jealousy. It's giving, like, I was just, it's like, I'm over it. And I just remember the back and forth. And, you know, I remember thinking, like, oh my God, the narrative that's going to get spun is that they're bitter and angry and jealous. And from my understanding, when you know they went in the press, the press asked or whatever about like, why'd you do that? And they were like, we were signifying like that, yes, Camila was in this group, but she left and we're remaining and we're here. And this is like our new album that we finally had control over and we finally wrote on. And we want the world to know that you know, I really feel like it was like it was like a statement to say like we're those girls even without her, and I think that it was very pivotal and very again very controversial, for sure.
1: Yeah, I haven't revisited the whole album in a while. Yeah, but Deliver stays on rotation for me. Oh my god, that song's a bop.
0: That song's a bop, and the the girl that wrote that song her name's Taylor Parks. So oh she, yeah she's inc- incredible she also wrote boss yeah and like she's I written
1: mean, for a lot of people a
0: lot of people she's from dallas by the way she's from mesquite um yeah and an entire box. that album to me is her best album yeah it's her best album because they sound like a group
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah can we talk about the the rollout of that album though because it didn't do well like, you know, if you look at just the charts, yeah. it uh, premiered at number four, or yeah. debuted at number four. Which, which matched? Which matched 727. Mm-hmm. And, and then, it was better than the first one. Yeah. So, you know, in theory, it did do well, yeah. but it didn't produce any top 40 singles. Yeah. Um, the album didn't sell as well. You know, what do you think happened?
0: I think that you had Camila and Fifth Harmony on the same label. And I hate to say it, but when you're on the same label, you're vying for money, spots, you know, travel, whatever, whatever. And the fact that it's just easier to make a solo artist happen because there's yep. less costs. Mm-hmm. But with, with four other girls, you're having to literally do all this extra stuff. You're having to pay for four people. You're having to pay for, you know, four people's luggage. All these different, you know. Like, like
1: they paid them anyway though.
0: Oh, that's a whole another story. I know. And like Lauren said, read your contracts, baby. If you come into mm-hmm. the music industry, she said, read your contracts. Yep. Um, so the album rollout just was just bad. Like there was no hype. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, we got, we got the great um, PCS performance at the beginning of the year. We had magazine covers. We had all these different things. And it was really looking to be good. When that when those red pictures dropped, like the internet was shaking. They were like, oh, look at them and this all red look. Yeah. And as time went on, we were like, okay, y'all should have come out with a single yesterday. And then when Down came out, first of all, that was the worst first single option ever, in my opinion, because it did not show any growth. Yeah, And I honestly feel like to this day, I don't feel like that was their decision. I think that that record label, because I mean, um, Down is produced by the same people that produced Work From Home. I think they were like, we need a for, a for sure hit, and we know this like worked last time. Yeah. But the reality of it is, like...
1: You have a whole different group now. You have a
0: whole different group now. Because literally, Fifth Harmony without Camila became a completely different group. Yeah. Um, And we were like, okay, this is okay. I think most Fifth Harmony fans really wanted to be like, we love this song. Yeah. But I, like, it, we didn't love the song. We didn't love it. And we didn't love the video. We hated the video. I'm sorry. I feel like I speak for most of us. We knew that video paled in comparison to anything else they had done. I mean, I'm like, okay, y'all in a motel. And it's crazy because there was, like, and then there's a truck parked and y'all dancing in the parking lot. And your yeah. outfits, I mean, I get where they were going, right? But what gets me is, like, there's, like, a really cute hot tub scene and, like, they added that in after the fact because they were like, yeah, this, there's not enough here for a video. And when you look at the budget from work from home to that, you can, they weren't even trying. Yeah. They were not trying. They were not trying to make Fifth Harmony happen and continue to happen because if they were they would have had a bigger budget.
1: It's very much giving Sparks Hillary Duff going on Tinder dates in the first video and then the fans were outraged and so they had to have the fan demanded version literally. Yeah. Very much that. Yeah. Okay. I mean it's pretty clear, you know, what happened from there. Yeah. They they lost the support from the label. The fans were divided, yeah. So you know, they it's not like they were the most popular girl group in the world, period. Yeah. Anyway, so they really and they weren't
0: selling out, like their venues weren't selling out, like across the world. Yeah,
1: even. so they didn't need something like this because they were they were too fragile as a group yeah, already. They were, and so you know, it just it, yeah. it 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 ended, right? Yeah. So then, of course, we have these five talented people, regardless so talented. of what happened between them, you know. It's very, It's always been clear to me that they never should have been in a group. Oh, for sure. Right? Like the, I
0: always looked at them as five separate artists in a group. I literally looked at them as like five separate, separate artists in a group. And because I had such a love and appreciation for all five of them as individuals, I was able to like look past it. Yeah. But I know they were not a group that gelled well yeah. together, especially coming from what I grew up with, Spice Girls, the... You know, Destiny's Child, the TLCs, the yeah. Invokes. Yeah, I knew.
1: You know whenever you would watch those performances that go viral every, like, year of all the different artists that they put together for, like, a benefit? So you have, like, Beyonce and Natasha beddingfield on the same stage as, like, Miley yep. Cyrus or whatever, yep. and, like, none of them look like they belong together. None of They're them. They're all talented people, but you put them together and it just does not make any sense.
0: That Grammy's performance comes to mind where it was, like, all of those fantastic singers and it literally sounded like...
1: Oh. It was bad. It was horrible. It was bad. That was the energy that fifth harmony always gave me
0: and you know (laughs) that's something that i'm willing to dispute
1: okay 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 push back on me i'm gonna
0: push back and say that there were a lot of moments yeah where they it didn't give and there are some moments where i feel like together sonically it gave like, as far as, like, the music and some... There are some performances out there where you're, like... Where y'all, are like... You're, like, they look really good. hmm Specifically, whenever they perform their song Reflection Live, to me, I think they love that song so much. Yeah. And I feel like when they perform Reflection Live, that, to me, felt like a group.
1: I'm going to push back on the pushback and just say that if... In all of those award show situations where they smashed all those artists together on stage, yeah. it's very clear they never did a sound check or rehearsal. Ooh. So if they would have... Ooh. They probably would have same energy as Fifth Harmony. I'm just saying. Fifth you know Harmony what? at least got rehearsal time.
0: I, You know what? And they like literally all spent so much time together. I agree. There really is no excuse for what it was, honestly.
1: And I'm not even trying to be a hater. It's just I'm, like... No, you're,
0: you're being realistic.
1: But it, I, it, and what it all boils down to is that some man, some record executive, yeah. some team of mostly men mm-hmm. decided that this needed to be a thing. Yep. And then they pushed them to do things that they didn't want to do.
0: Yeah, they did. And, I mean, and now we know so much after the fact. A lot of them have spoken out and said, like, I was uncomfortable with this lyric. Th-
1: this dance move? This outfit. outfit? Yeah.
0: I was uncomfortable with the way I was spoken to. Mm-hmm. I was told, I can't sing this part because my voice is too soulful. I was told this, that, and the third. And it's crazy. Once you hear it all after the fact, you're like, wow, I, I really did not know what those girls were going through in that group. Yeah like behind the scenes because there was such a poker face to it.
1: It's always so dark. You know, and and if if someone were to say like you can't make fun of that, you can't laugh at that. It's like, well then we can't laugh at anything that happens in the music industry because it's all uh, dark, baby.
0: From from the jump. From, from the, the jump. Old, from the old age to now.
1: From the from the contracts to the obligations to the the, the, the merchandising and brand deals, like yep. there's dark sidedness in every aspect of the music industry. Yep. And so yeah it it is traumatic what happens. Um but I don't know, it's just like what we see is only what we see in the moment, right? Yeah. And I just like it makes me really question celebrity overall, but that's that's a different podcast. Yes. Right? Yes. But, you know, I like to I like to get into my, you know, intelligent bag here on uh, Jesse's girls and really examine things for what they are. Uh, and really take a whole look at everything because I I think I have a better appreciation for Fifth Harmony now that I have
0: yeah.
1: been researching and watching more videos. Yeah. Um, and I just feel for them. I want them to do well. So speaking of that, let's talk about their solo careers. Oh, Lord. So, okay. um, you know, we're not going to do the, like, who's better than who yeah, thing. That's like wacky. that's not That's not helpful. Yeah. But who do you think – you know, they're telling, uh, as part of the equation, but just overall, like, who do you think has a chance to have, like, real longevity here?
0: Longevity, for sure. Um I think that in different facets, I feel like, for, for instance, I think Camila is going to continue to be a big star and continue to do things because people like Camila. Mm-hmm. And she is one of those artists that I'm like, you're not, you know how there's artists that are like, oh, like you came out with this song and that's cute. I think Camila's an artist with like a brand and recognition. You don't just get on the voice for nothing. And you yeah. know, as much as people harp on Camila there again, we know that girl is charismatic as can be. Yeah, And I'm, you know, I, true. I mean, there's been things that have, she said and done in the past, but like two things can be true. A person can have done bad things and also be a fantastic performer.
1: And I think that's really smart and something to pay attention to. Um, and, and, you know, there's a line, but everybody kind of determines their own line. Yeah. Right? Like, we let certain people do so much. And, okay. like, people who are abusers. Who, okay. Who are violent. Literally. Who have done terrible things, and they get a pass. It rhymes with um Yeah. Who continues to top the charts. Yeah. And continues to have more and more allegations of yeah. violence battering yeah. people. Right? We've seen that with, I mean, like every rock star in the past yeah. is a pedophile, Ugh. right? And Jerry, so it's Jerry like, Lewis. hello, Steven Tyler, like you, Elvis yeah. Presley. You can, yeah. I mean, you can't speak about the music industry without talking about all of the abuse yeah. and the terrible things you that have happened. So, you know, whenever I see the the onslaught, you know, of, of people being mad at Camila, yeah. I don't necessarily want to defend her yeah but i i want to hold up the mirror and be like who have you defended and been okay
0: with literally and whose music are you streaming now that probably was produced by somebody that has been allegedly abusive
1: yeah so so all i'm going to say is you need to determine your own line your line might look different than someone else's but if your line is questionable don't be coming for someone else's line
0: completely agreed
1: that's it. I, I, I'm just going to throw you it out You said a there. word. I said a word. You said
0: a word. Stan Twitter, are you listening?
1: Yeah. I had a... Um, Stan Twitter, girl. Yeah. I, um, I don't... You know, I get reviews for this show, but I'm not, I'm not a huge show. I, I don't get a ton of discourse about me online. Yeah. But I did see a Reddit comment one time because someone sent it to me. And it was talking about how this person was very annoyed with me that I did not acknowledge some of the like more terrible things that Lindsay Lohan had done. Yeah. And, like, I, you know, like, they thought that I was fake for talking about her and having a whole season dedicated to her or whatever. You know? Like, okay. Okay. I'm going to leave that there. Yeah. I'm just going to – I want you all to interpret that as you will. But yeah. I'm just I'm just going to leave that there. You know, it's, it's really hard to talk about unproblematic people when you're commenting on celebrities. I, it just is –
0: um, you are talking about people in general,
1: and people right? in general. Like, and I'm just going to—I'm not using that as an excuse. I just want to yeah. hit that home. Yeah. But I'm just going to say that it's implied. <laughs> A lot of these people are implied. I'm not going to comment on the Kardashians because personally, yeah. they cross my line.
0: I, okay, I see. You. Yeah, that's what you're saying,
1: right? Um, my line includes some Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Um, because I have a soft spot for her and that's biased and I admit yeah. it. Right.
0: Like me sitting here with Fifth Harmony. Right? Biased.
1: Yeah. But just, but like th- there's, there's, it's okay. Like yeah. we're not hurting anyone.
0: Exactly. You know what I mean?
1: Um, so let's, let's remove them as people and just talk about their star power. So star you, power, so yeah. you think that Camila does have longevity.
0: Oh, for sure. I think that, I think that we've seen it already. Um, and I think if, even if she's not chart-topping, smashing, I do think that she will continue to tour. I think she will continue to do collaborations and work with people. I honestly do. I really genuinely do.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to, to other members.
0: So the person that I will say like I worry for the most career-wise is Dinah. Because that girl can sing most people under the table. Her
1: voice is beautiful.
0: It's beautiful, and she's she's such a... Dinah was one of the members of Fifth Harmony that could always really dance really well mm-hmm. and sing really well. Yes. And, and I think with Dinah, um, she came from a big family. Mm-hmm. So I think Dinah, like, she's she's a little bit... I think, like, to be a star, I feel like you have to be a little selfish. I think Dinah is too unselfish to be, like, a big, big, big star. I think Dinah's going to ride an R&B lane. I think, I think that when she finds her footing, her fan base is very big when she finds her footing, I think she's going to make it, but I don't, like, I think I see her having, um, the least amount of impact. And I also feel like she is a part of a minority group Mm -hmm. that, um, is not very seen or like doesn't have like a huge representation because she's Polynesian. Um, she actually, fun fact, auditioned to play Moana. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. She was training somebody and everything. And like us Fifth Harmony fans were really wanting that because we were wanting something for Dinah to represent her culture. We were wanting that for her. Um, and I think with, um, you know, Diana, she's, like, racially ambiguous. We don't know what she is. You know, yeah. I, think that that, I think that, unfortunately, there are boxes and lanes in the, in the industry where it's, like, okay, are you black? Mm-hmm. Are you – what are you?
1: So she identifies as Polynesian. Yeah. Okay. She
0: is um, Polynesian, Tongan. Um, she spends mm. a lot of time um, in New Zealand and those parts of the world. And I, I know recently she's been embracing her Tongan heritage more, like, as far as going to, like, events and stuff and doing stuff like that.
1: Okay. So that's really interesting. I think that...
0: The Polynesian princess. I'm yeah. like, girl, make it a brand. Polynesian princess. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, I... Not to, like, brand yourself as your race or yeah. ethnicity or anything, but I think that if pe- more people yeah, knew about that, that would yeah. be really appealing, right? Because I just... I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. And and the thing with Dinah is, you know, she's best friends with The Rock's um, daughter. And there's a community of affluent Polynesian people that are out yeah. there and doing things and they're literally so talented and beautiful. Um, and with Dinah, you know, the other thing too is one thing that Dinah wasn't really that what, good at was like PR and speaking and talking. Yeah. And I feel as if, I've, I watched a recent red carpet interview and she's improved a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. And
0: I know she's gone through some stuff in her personal life and career. And I think that with Dinah, I'm waiting to see what she, what she does and what she does going forward and how she handles her career. Like, girl, I want you out of this red carpet talking about your heritage. I feel like she can be like, you know, a, a martyr for her culture. Not that that's like her complete identity, but, you know, she comes from a big family. She's always talking about her culture. She's always working with artists that are Polynesian or from that culture. So I'm like, you know, I, I would love to see more of that. But for me, I think Dinah's the one that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where it could go.
1: Sure. Let's move on to Allie.
0: Allie Brooke Hernandez mm-hmm. is, in my honest opinion a star in the fact of she is not an in-your-face star. She is not a Camila or mm-hmm. she's not a Shakira. She's not going to be there. But Allie has different levels of talent that I feel like the other girls don't have.
1: I love Allie.
0: I think I, I've met Allie. Okay. I've met Allie and she was so sweet. I've met her twice and I've seen Ali live as a solo artist and – I I took off my stand goggles. I was just looking at her for what she is. Mm -hmm. And when Allie first debuted, Allie got her body together. She got her dance moves together because, you know, everybody was cackling about her dance moves. Like, that was a big thing. She's shown the most improvement. And I think for Allie, what Allie Brooke needs to do to be a star is she needs to ride into that. Latin music lane. The mm-hmm. one that Becky G, like, you know, and rightfully so, jumped Absolutely. in. I think Allie reminds me a lot of um, the girls I grew up with that are Tex-Mex, that they represent both cultures. Like, mm-hmm. there are artists that are just straight up Spanish artists, Latin artists, and there are girls that are like Selena.
1: Yeah, like, like the that, Tejano music. The Tejano, and, and yeah. you know,
0: and Allie is close with Selena's family, and Ali reminds me a lot of, like, that vibe and those types of people. Mm-hmm. And, I I think I think that, you know, again, Ali's not an in your face kind of star, but mm-hmm. you know, I watch Ali's videos now and, and I I am so proud of Ally because she has in my opinion has worked the hardest to be better. Yeah. And like I mean Bops. I bops love of, her voice. Her she can literally Ali can be on somebody's Oscar stage singing well, I think she did do like Oscar's red carpet. I'm just gonna throw that in there. Um <laughs> and she literally has one of those vocalist voices. So if Allie wanted to be a star in that, right? And she wants to do like, you know, I think Allie can do Broadway. I think that Allie might not be this big popping, like solo artist that's on the charts and whatever, whatever. But I think Allie's going to literally, I think she's going to do movies. I think that she's going to be one of those people that, you know, when we look years down the line, like, you know, uh, A New Kids on the Block, um, I know one of them acts. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be like that. I genuinely feel that way about Ali, but I don't think I don't feel like she's going to like, you know, be like a huge international star unless she really works for it. Yeah, I'm really
1: interested in her rap career.
0: Hola Bartolina is your girl, Ali Brooke.
1: Okay, I'm done. I'm <sighs> done. I'm sorry. I had to.
0: Ali, she is. We're
1: gonna slay and play. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the thing is, too, it's a bop. Is someone should remix that? And
0: the thing is also, Ali. Does not take herself seriously. Yeah, she's fine. Like, she's funny as hell. And she is just, like, she's a know, I remember, like, when she first walked into the room whenever we met her. And I felt, like, a presence about her. Like, and I was kind of like, dang. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you're so sweet. And you feel warm. I I feel like Ali could do like talk she could do like a, she has a podcast i think she could do more talking she could do hosting mm-hmm. like i think ally is multifaceted and i think that like we don't give enough credit to to people who are in from groups that get out of groups and do other things that host shows we act like that's not as big of a deal yeah. as somebody
1: but that's a career
0: it is a career and that's
1: and that's a perfectly like respectable career right like I could absolutely see Allie getting into the hosting world. I
0: mean, a perfect example. I'll just throw in real quick is like an Adrian Bylone did was in two groups, Cheetah Girls and 30W. Uh, She'll and get
1: covered. She she will be covered in this yeah. season. By the way,
0: amazing. And she did the real <laughs> and won an Emmy. And the reality of it is, like for a while in her career, you wouldn't have think that that would happen. So yeah. I so it's like. People can rebrand, and now she's really big in like the YouTube space, and she has brands and all these things. And I, yeah. th- I honestly think that for Allie, I think that could easily happen.
1: Yeah. And Adrian was on Masked Singer, and I'm a Masked Singer stan. If I've never admitted it on this podcast, here it is now. I'm a stan. I watch every it's season. It's amazing. I watch it's every It's an amazing season. show. Okay, so I want to get to the two that I'm most eager to hear about from you. Okay. Let's start with Lauren.
0: Lauren Michelle. Haregi Mordegado is one of the realest chicks in the music industry. Okay. And the reason why Lauren is not going to be a chart topping up there type of girl is because she doesn't want to be Lauren, in my opinion, um, after Camila had the biggest chances of like being a huge, like, you know, pop star whatever. But Lauren literally I've noticed over time, has become less about industry politics in the industry and more about wanting to own her brand. I think she saw what went down in Fifth Harmony and she realized, okay, no. Because I know she was signed to Columbia Records mm-hmm. and she, I believe, it's still signed to them, but under an imprint now that, like, where she owns all her music and she's independent. And I think she's happier that way. And I think that nowadays we see, like, people, you know, putting out stuff independently and it popping off. I think that could easily happen for her if she chooses the right songs and stuff. Um, I think too with Lauren, I think that her path was always going to be different because of the type of music she makes. Lauren is more of a sensual, feely kind of mm-hmm. like you know, you know that type of vibe. She's not a I'm gonna you know put out this Latin banger and like you know she's just not that girl. She's yeah. chill. Um, and I'm honest with you, like in, a, in an unfortunate, superficial way, Lauren is really hot. Yeah. And I'm I'm like the reality of it is we flock more to really hot people or attractive people and I feel like that's going to be a big deciding factor like when more people pick up on that about as far as her career. And I mean, she's equally as talented, but again, I think with Lauren, she doesn't care to be that person cuz she could have been if she wanted to in my opinion. Okay. Okay. I love Lauren. I I saw her open up for Banks um this past year and I was so proud of the artistry that she was giving me. I was like, "You literally don't even look. I, you, I would never know you were in a group because your artistry is so different than that group, and it's just different than what other people are like doing right now."
1: Yeah, I remember really liking Colors. I was just pulling up her discography to to look at her songs. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then let's move on to you know who. Let's let's talk about Normani.
0: Normani Corday Hamilton.
1: I need her one to stop doing sponsored content and collabs. I just need music. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't need, oh, I I don't need another Tresenay ad. I, I know, but I don't need another Adidas ad. I need, I need music. I agree.
0: Normani is another person that I have met, fortunately. And again, there is a presence about her in person that is very just her you f- can feel. You can mm-hmm. feel it. And but it's not a in your face type of thing. It's more it gives me like a Janet Jackson kinda like a yeah. a slick a slick back vibe. Mm-hmm. That type of deal.
1: She's I mean she's a Janet descendant. If we're she, Oh
0: she is if we're gonna and look at admit it.
1: Yeah, if we're gonna look at the line of people who come from yeah. Janet Jackson, you know Yeah. Sierra, mm-hmm. Romani, Tinashe, I mean Brittany, Tinashe, Brittany. Tinashe samples Janet every album. You know what I mean? Literally. Like so Normani has a lane. And I think too, I talked about this with my friend Jasmine. Shout out to Jasmine. Um, We were talking about Normani and black women in music are often placed, uh, pigeonholed so, so hard into a category, right? Like you have to sound quote urban, you have to do hip hop, you have to do this, you have to do that, right? Um, But Normani is a pop star in my opinion. Agreed. She can do R&B music. She Mm. can do this, this, and that, but she's a pop... Like, she she gives a pop star. I agree. And, you know, I I don't... What is going on with her label? Because I feel like there's a lot of talk about her label, her label, her label. Like, what's really happening?
0: I think that it is a combination of... Normani is very meticulous about her music videos, her look, like, how she puts together looks, um... I remember her being really critical of certain aspects of the motivation video, and if you ask anybody what they think of the motivation video, they'll be like, that video literally was one of the best videos that ever came out. I remember her critiquing Wild Side, literally it's amazing, I remember her critiquing some certain things from Wild Side, and I was like, Miss Girl, Wild Side is literally one of the best videos I've literally seen in the last decade, like, I think it's a little bit of that. I will say a lot of people don't know this, but Normani was signed to an imprint under RCA, and the person that was the um label head of that imprint left for another record label to be a head of another record label. And I think that with Normani it's a lot of industry stuff that I feel like we don't know enough about. And I also think it's a mixture of her own criticalness, her own self doubt. Um because I've never seen such a um backlash on social media from somebody like about music. Like people are always talking about like Normani, Normani, like your music, your music where's your music, like, you know, I've never seen it like that except for like big big stars so I can you imagine how that feels for her as a person seeing that all the time like like I, I feel like that apps, ups the ante and it makes her like feel so much more pressure because people are consistently like oh she's gonna fly. if you notice anytime Chloe does something Normani trends because there's literally people talking about can you imagine like not being able to just like be you and just and whenever any other artist comes out with something yeah, your name trends and is attached to it because people are either like, "Where's your music?" or they're like using it to like drag you. Like, and Normani is sensitive. Yeah. Normani's a sensitive girl. She's a very sensitive girl. She's a feeler. And I and I feel and I you know I feel that because like in her little ballads I'd be like, "Girl, you're you're feeling this." So, um, I think that's the situation with Normani. And I think that it's also again like we all know Normani's a star. Yeah. Um, and
1: but she's got to show us.
0: She's got to show us, and it's like. Girl, where's it at? Yeah, where's it at? And I, again, I I don't know. I wish I wish I knew more to the extent. But I will say this: I had this recent thought. I see everybody drag somebody and talk badly about like Normani and her situation with her music, and then I look at the things that we find out later on. I look at what Ashanti just told us about her la- record situation. So I'm like, how do y'all not? How can y'all understand? Oh, how can y'all be like? Oh, well, you know, it's politics and this industry, and you know, da 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 da. Whenever you see somebody come out and say something like, oh, yeah, we knew. But then, like, when there's a person that obviously you can tell there's something maybe weird going on, mm-hmm. you're not even like, oh, well, maybe something's going on. Like, it's really weird how they do Normani. Yeah. Very harsh.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, quick note about Ashanti. Rode with her her whole career. Love her. Just, Amazing. Just in case anybody loves Ashanti and you want to DM me, like, let's go. Only you to me. Is Only you, 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 you. Oh, my God. Stop. Sorry. Michael. I'm we sorry. That, okay. Mm, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, it's so good. Okay, but we're not here. I just needed to, I needed to throw that out there because I just <sighs>
0: and I like her body. Sorry. I mean, I mean I should that's like not that should be the first thing I think of, but like her body's banging. She's hot.
1: Michael's bi is jumping out. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Like I it's cuz I just saw a bikini picture of her.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. jumping out. Okay. Um do you think that Normani has the potential for longevity and or Do you think that she can have a chart topping smash? Is it too late?
0: Do I think that Normani will have a chart topping smash? Yes, I do. Because there is anticipation. On record. On record. Uh, Do I think she's gonna have do I think Normani in her career is going to have a number one single or at least a top ten hit? Yeah, I do. And here's and here's my other opinion about Normani. Normani's gonna have longevity for for this simple fact. Black women in the entertainment industry, in black spaces specifically, are always gonna have space they're always going to be... They're always going to have space because, like, with Black artists, we treat our artists after a certain point in time, like, once they get get out of that, you know, phase where they're, like, you know, on the charts, I think that we do continue to honor our artists. And I think when Normani gets older and she, you know, continues to release, I think she's going to release more urban-leaning music, and I think that she's going to have a few urban hits. I really do. Um, And I think that those songs and things, I think they're going to live on. And I think that she's going to be one of those people. I mean, Wild Side went number one on Urban Radio. Wildside was a huge, huge, huge hit. And it might not have been the the hit in context of, like, I don't know, uh, Havana or, like, I don't know, something else. But it was a very big song for a black woman to come out with. And then, you know, and then to add into the fact that we know that we live in a very, like, racist and colorist society. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I think people try to like dismiss that about it. Um, But I just think it's a fact. It's a thing. Like, no, I mean, no matter, we can visibly see it in groups and artists. We can see literally what happens as far as that goes. But I think with Normani, it's about finding the lane, releasing the music. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, believing in herself a little bit more than she does because she has to believe her own hype. She doesn't believe her own hype. Like, I think Normani is like, she's so humble and so chill about herself because that's just how her persona has always been. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, ma'am, do you realize, like, you're adored? Yeah. By everybody.
1: Women of Fifth Harmony, step into your shine. Know that you are all stars in your own right. Yep. And give us some bangers. Okay, so let's go through the solo careers of each woman and pick out one song that you think that listeners should hear.
0: Okay, so with Normani, I would recommend, for sure, if you've never listened to her, I would recommend Wild Side. Um, And if you are on the um, pop side, I would recommend, I know she doesn't like this song, it's called Slow Downs with Calvin Harris. I think that's a really great song. Um, well, I, I, you told me to pick one, but I picked two. Oops. It's fine. Um, um,
1: hold on, I'm going to give my Normani recommendation as well. I'll, I'll give mine gotcha. too. Um, I think people should hear "Fair."
0: Is it fair? Wow, I like that song. That song is fantastic. That
1: song. That song played a, a lot for me song. last year.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song, yeah. and it should have been way bigger than what it was. Yeah. Um, Lauren, I think you should listen to. Her debut single, and I think you should watch the video, "No um, Expectations. Yeah. Because I think that that um, encompasses her soul as an artist. And I think that that song is very, it's just a strong, it was a very strong first single in my opinion.
1: That's my, um, that's my recommendation for her as well too. Period. Yeah.
0: Dinah Jane
1: i can't make a rec- recommendation because i don't know anything yeah about so, her chick, so all you baby
0: uh, Dinah has absolute bops and bangers across the board but there's a song on Dinah's first ep about her family um called fix it okay and it's um it was produced by i believe like jr rodham you know iconic producer and i think it's a beautiful song i think that her vocal shine through, but most importantly, like, the story's relatable. And I think, like, as far as showcasing her talent, I think that is, like, a, a good choice.
1: Okay. I'm going to look it up. I'm
0: ready to support. It's, it's, I'm like, if you've got family issues, be ready to be like, oh, the call is coming from inside the house.
1: I have to feel. Okay. I have a feel. Okay,
0: next. Okay. Um, Camila? Are we doing Camila? Yeah, we can do Camila. Oh, my God. Ooh. I would say for Camila, I, one of my favorite songs about Camila is, e, it's called Easy. Um, yeah. I think that song, lyrically beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, a great song. production, fantastic. I mean, I, I listen to that song all the time, just randomly. And I, to this day, I'm like, that probably is one of her best songs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I really liked her last album. It um, good, and i loved psycho freak
0: that song is so good and i love the reference she did to Fifth harmony in that me song. Too. it was so cool yeah. um and it made me like as a fan feel really good to like know you know they're all in like a pretty decent place with each other yeah um
1: i also love willow she's i love so dope everything that willow does I, I,
0: at this point like that's the nepotism baby that all the same
1: i'm here for it Her i don't care Jen. i don't care i love everything that willow does
0: I mean, first of all, when you if you come in the game with with my hair, we already should have known she was gonna be in trouble.
1: And then you move into this like alt alt, alt R and B ethereal, and then you come and hit me with the rock, like rock music. And you shredding, are eating, the
0: completely oh. eating the girls up.
1: Wait. Sorry, see, no, look I know, at us. See, I know. I love. I love Willow. I love
0: Willow. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 Okay.
0: Um, Ally, Ally. Oh my goodness. Allie, I would go for her song. Oh, this is so hard because I love Allie. Um, okay, I'm going to give you guys a very controversial choice. She has a Christmas song. And I know that we are not in, you know, depending on when you listen to this. We, we may not, have not this. In seasons, okay, okay. But yeah, I'm sorry. it's I'm called, sorry. what is this song called?
1: Is it Baby I'm Coming Home?
0: Baby I'm Coming Home. Literally, I think will be a holiday, if not a holiday classic. It will be a very big song. Like, I think that like once they get it going on those cold playlists on the holidays, people will love it. But you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm I'm gonna give y'all a different one. That's not a Christmas song. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I'm going to say, "Do lips don't lie." Okay. I think that one like shows off sassiness with vocals, and you know it's a, it's a bop.
1: I'm going to choose for Allie Brooke higher. Cause it's her gayest song.
0: Okay. That plays at the gym. And I'm literally like, wow, Allie. Like, you really She came in with them um them clear party city glasses, honey, and them pigtails. <laughs> I said, Miss Allie Brooke. You <laughs> she, better come with it.
1: She said this one's for the gays. She said
0: LGBTQ plus. This
1: is <laughs> she for said, you. and I'm the plus in uh, this uh, scenario. I, she said, I, I'm the plus.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, my gosh. Well, this has been a delight. We, we laughed. We cried. We cringed. Yes. We did everything that a harmonizer has done.
0: <laughs> Truthfully.
1: Yeah. Michael, do you have anything that you're working on? Anything cool that you're going to announce for 2023 that you can preview here any any jesse's girls exclusives
0: so this year i am going to be putting out my first song Ah! i know i know music you know and it's crazy it's one of those things that i always wanted to do and i recorded songs when i was younger and i just like i honestly felt like it was impossible to be a queer singer or superstar. So I was just like, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. And as we know, that's not true. We know we're moving towards more inclusive space. So, you know, I will be coming out with a song this year. On top of that, I'm, you know, I'm always on and on TikTok and doing different things. Um, And I'm always writing stories as a journalist. If you Google me, you'll find my latest stories, hit the news tabs on Google. And, you know, that's, you know, an extent of my talent, I guess, quote unquote. But yeah, I, I'm going to just continue creating um, throughout this year, but most importantly, I am going to be doing that song, and I'm going to be putting a lot of effort, time, and money into creating a great music video with pop culture references of some past seasons, Girls of Justice Girls, by the way.
1: Well, if that's not enough to draw you in, I don't know what it is. Can I be on set?
0: Um, I have something to pitch to you when we're off mic.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. Secret things. Secret industry yeah. things. Okay. Yes. Girl. Y'all, whenever, whenever I can, I will tell you whatever this is that he's about to pitch to me. If, if I say yes. You
0: exclusive.
1: Unless it's something nasty it's because not. Michael's kind of nasty sometimes.
0: Well, I mean, look at your body. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> no, really. Look at my body. Um, Michael, this has been so fun thank you so, you so I'm much i'm so glad we got to do this Same. in person i love you too can't wait to bump into you out <laughs> a little literally, more dancing literally it happens all the time it does
0: and then like i mean throughout like i love that i can just share little random pop culture things with you throughout like i, I like having that for me is so great it's important. because I, I feel like i sometimes annoy my friends
1: with oh, like me too. And I, and I, and, yeah,
0: that's why i
1: have a podcast yeah
0: so i'm like um <laughs> Like, let me send him this old song that nobody knows about that has three hundred views on YouTube, and I think he'll appreciate this.
1: Yeah, whenever you sent me that demo the other day. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Like, I, like I, it's good to have a person like that, or a person that I can talk about like the Britney Spears conspiracy theories with, mm-hmm. and just different things. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I genuinely like outside of us me knowing you, enjoy your overall content just so much, Babe, and. Strong. You
1: know, I just feel like you're just. I know, crying. we're gonna start
0: crying. <laughs> but yeah, like, I'm so happy we did this.
1: Oh, me too. Okay, y'all, we will catch you next time. Everything about Michael will be linked in the episode description.
0: Bye, Bye y'all.